Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to Marketing Yanders with Sally and Sam. And today, I mean, I've, I've thrown a bit of a curveball at Sally because we, we've, we've changed what we were going to talk about um, at the last minute. But uh, I think it's something that's hopefully very, well, very relevant to, to all marketers, actually. And it's about, I don't know, you could describe this in different ways, whether it's personalization, micro segmentation, granular segmentation, how we can move from having segments of our audience and messages to those segments, creatives, content, user journeys, the full works, yeah. to almost effectively to the individual, and whether this is sort of like the ultimate uh, state where we want to get to. I mean, I, I'm always referring to Minority Reports, the film which came out a number of years ago, where, <laughs> you know, adverts in the street sort of scanned your eyeball and knew yeah. who you were and had a perfect advert tailored just to you. Yeah. Um, so obviously we've got a whole load of, you know, things about data, and uh, privacy and everything to think about in terms of that. But just taking a step back towards, I was interested in this from the side of the point of view of as as a small marketing team or as an individual marketer or business owner, how do you move from having a universal sort of message and segment, I guess, to to you may be quite clear on, yeah, we're after 40-year-old men who, I don't know, own small dogs. It's a very strange one, but anyway, there's a segment we have. In Gloucestershire, uh, and we've done that, and then we, you know, the business grows, and we actually go either. I mean, we'll come to international segmentation, but grow to other areas. So we may have different personas, but how do we actually move? If we don't have many resources, how do you move towards a greater level of personalization yeah. and micro segmentation? Over to you, Sally. What a question! Uh, I'll just quickly answer that. Um, yeah, I think it's about it's really understanding who your audience is. The, the absolute baseline of this: you can't segment your audience unless you necessarily know understand who they are and what they're doing, and make some confidence assumptions about how they behave. So. What is their decision-making process? So to buy your product, it depends on the product, is it only their decision or do they have to ask 12 other people? Is it something they're buying for somebody else or they're buying for themselves? There's so much you kind of need to know at the very baseline before you can even decide, you know, yes, I'm going to do this special one for people with red hair or this special one that have got small dogs but want to buy a Labrador. Because you can do it, you know, absolutely, you can segment magnificently, but not if you don't know what you're doing, don't know who you've got already. So to a certain extent, it might be worth asking your customers who they are. So, you know, put out polls out there, do polls on LinkedIn, do polls to your email contacts and say, are you interested in X, Y, Z? And so you then actually ask them to segment themselves. So part of the work they've done for you. So if you can get that to, you know, you could do it in a spreadsheet, but if you've got a clever CRM, it's putting nice new tags into your CRM. So you can then start sending them specialist messages for red haired dog owners. Can't quite see what that would be, but all the same, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're out there. I'm absolutely sure they're out there. And then you might find, but they then must recognize that some of this segmentation is going to have absolutely no difference don't over egg puddings. So don't keep, you know, go because you, because you know there is a group of them. They might not care or they might think you're being a bit racist by pointing out their red headness constantly. This is a bit rude. I've told you, but I don't want you to go on and on about it. So you've got to make sure that it's actually segmenting is going to be beneficial and that it's mm. going to make a difference to your product sale. Yeah, I, I think you made a really important point there, which is interesting between the sort of what, you know, what, why do further segmentation is there so we talk about data is the clearly the key to all of this that data the data to understand 
and you provide insights, customer insights into why you would segment to a greater extent yeah. um, and then moving towards, okay, and then the whole thing, as I said before, about then the data privacy, how much data can you gain on these people to understand that sort of level right. of micro granularity, yeah. but then starting with that why, the why, and then moving towards how, I suppose. So if you understand to begin with that, yes, it's really important that um, we have tones of dog collars and leads which work well if someone's very fashion <laughs> conscious and a redhead yeah. for example that is actually something that we're we're picking up on yeah. um from customer service from um feedback on social media from wherever you know or maybe just the general idea that people want to color coordinate yeah um, their hair with their Absolutely. dogs kit could yeah. be it could be a good thing but then that's the thing is that I suppose then it's 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 that um looking at the opportunities opportunities you have available and then saying well, it looks like there is an opportunity here, you know, for product innovation and or for, you know, altering our messages at this at a certain level. Yeah. To these people, because that's the other thing, isn't it? Because it's the it's the complexity about having more the universal message about you know the brand and the brand identity, brand values, uh-huh. and then when it moves more towards the cust- individual customer that's journeys right. or segmented journeys, then it's yeah. like we segment and we go more refined at this point. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm trying to do this with my hands. Obviously, people won't see, but at the top level, <laughs> the second level, <laughs> I'm sort of doing weird, sort of dangly with my fingers going down to sort of like second like marble runs. Yes, yeah, second <laughs> and then uh, secondary and tertiary levels, I suppose. So it's it is that thing, isn't it? As well about understanding, yeah, where that makes a difference because it could be more to do with the, maybe the customer lifetime value and the relationship you establish with them rather than the initial sell. Just to add another yep. layer of complexity on this, yep. but I think that's true, isn't it? Really, that's completely true. But I think you have to I'm a, that, that level leveling. I think you have to be really careful that it goes through all of your business because it's all very well being able to do beautifully segmented email campaigns. That's all very lovely. Off they go. But then, if you're if the landing page is just going back to your homepage on your website, and they lose any kind of concept that click here if you've got red hair or follow the color coordination pathway this way. If you don't have that on your website, if this segmentation doesn't happen on your website, then what exactly is the point? If you haven't mm. replicated this, this specialist customer journey on your website, then you may as well not have bothered segmenting anybody. If I, if you know, if I've said, "Oh yes, I'm particularly interested in having Christmas. I, I, I dye my hair purple every Christmas, and I absolutely want to have a purple coat for my dog to go with it," and then I just get land on the home page. What, do I have to do the searching as a customer? Do I have to now search for purple coats or what? That's not adequate. You've got to get further deeper into your marketing campaigns and make it yeah. and spend more time, effort, and energy on having different landing pages on your website. Oh, that's a, you make a crucial point there. I think that's really is the thing. And you say is that stacking everything up so that yes, we're not just communicating at that segmental level. Yeah. The marketing team, and again, comes back to the whole thing about marketing, talking to other teams, other teams talking yep. to marketing. So it could be the other way around, that there's a new innovation and people in the product, I say product innovation team or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. develop something and the sales guys go out and say, yeah, we're now doing, you know, we're creating these products. And you go, oh, hang on a minute, we had no idea that we were, you know, we had this That's level a really of products. Yeah. Um, so it could be vice versa, couldn't it? But I suppose Completely. if we take the first scenario, perhaps where, you know, marketing has gone, yes, so now we have all this granularity of you yep. know, customer journey here and it's marvellous, but then everyone else goes, well, we're not lined up to do that. Or perhaps 
one person in the marketing team or one level of the marketing team say we can do this the email guys say we can do it and as you say the website guys go well no we haven't got you know we can't <laughs> yeah. create that many pages that's ridiculous we're, but, yeah, we're we gonna have got to time. have a total yeah i haven't got time yeah we perhaps need a so totally different system or a bolt on to it to actually allow us yep. to even have that and it's like well you know we may have that customer insight data here but we don't store that and connect it to the websites to enable Absolutely. us to then change the website so yep. all those considerations have to go into that at the beginning, don't they? You're absolutely right. And it's your website, your CRM, and probably your customer service people. You've got to absolutely make sure that the people that are going to be answering the phone to these people that have received this very specialist email saying, oh, we can, we can, you can actually map, get your hair colour, send it or dye, and we will match your dog coat to it. You've got to make sure that the people on the phone are able to answer the phone properly and go, oh, yes, of course we can. Let me see. I'll just point, I'll just, you know, lots of they're going, you what? Yeah. A, because they don't know anything about it. So it's, I think what you said about communication, cross, cross silo communication, the more you segment, the more important it is. Mm, yeah. And, and, and I think all this sort of leads towards the whole, the big question about, is this worthwhile? Yeah. Um, so is there something that we've discovered in our ongoing you know, market research, which is updating our personas, et cetera, and our, and our segments to say, Yes, this is important. And I'm thinking probably it's more going to be something that comes up more when we look at the maybe the cross sell or the upsell to yeah. existing customers, perhaps, rather than I think you're right. You know, I mean it could be we're going after a new segment. You know, we know that this stuff has gone down really well in Gloucestershire. Yeah. And now we really want to go for other Worcestershire. Know, Worcestershire or, or Midlothian or something. Yeah, you know, we want absolutely. we're going to we're going to Scotland with this. And you think, yeah. well, what's there for if we are entering a different market or perhaps you know your organization has bought somebody or is it a new yep. partnership or something and you're going oh crikey okay well now we need to, we've we've had a business decision strategic decision force us to now yep. rethink um you know do we have the infrastructure and everything to to actually service these new segments and Completely. what's the difference is is there a meaningful difference that makes makes a difference between yep. existing personas and new ones Existing segments, new ones. Um, yeah, absolutely. And you question. made a really good point about the data because you're right. It all depends on the data, and we've got to keep analysing the data and make sure we're listening and seeing what people are doing. But at the same point, some of that data needs you have to be quite critical of yourself. So if you've done this marvelous, you've segmented Mike Mad, and you're doing an email campaign and it's going to four people, and that's very marvelously segmented. Don't just say oh, it's this segment. Off we go. How many people is it going to? How many of them answered? Is it is this worthwhile? You've got to do some really kind of quite key analytics here because it mm. just might not be worthwhile. And you've got to be really honest, that didn't work, did it? Because yeah, the, yeah. the, the more you try and segment your lists, the more likely it is you're going to have an increasing number of them not really working. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. And this this whole theme actually goes absolutely and demonstrates the, the, the tactical, operational, strategic side of things. So the whole, yeah. yes, we're going to have a different segment or new products coming out. And then it's like, okay, well, operationally, how do we support that? And tactically, yes, we can do these messages to this group of four people. Yep. But then looking at the data internally saying, well, what's the return on investment on that? So we're going to increase their customer lifetime value by 200% and we're going to retain them for an extra five years. Great. So let's map that out. And if that's like, well, that equates to five hundred pounds, and you go, okay, and yep. we're spending how much on this new email soft system, which specifically is enabling us to do this? Oh, it's yep. only twenty thousand. Right. Okay. Yeah. So where Hang else are we moment. using this? <laughs> yeah. There's something awry here, isn't there? But it's yeah. all of those operational resource questions, yeah. and then inform strategy and say, okay, 
Now we need a decision between this is a good idea and this is a good idea, but this is a better idea with how yeah. we can move forward as a business. And this is Completely. this is driving growth rather than this great new segmentation yeah. thing, which is nice, but yeah. it's here's the stats, here's our prediction. Yeah. So um, it really goes up right up and down the chain, doesn't it, I suppose, in those conversations. Completely. I mean, segmentation is it's really important that you get it right. And it's you should be thinking about it when you're doing your customer persona at the very, very beginning. You ought to have more than one. You ought to have multiple personas at the very beginning. And those will grow depending on what your audience actually looks like in real life. But at the same time, if I go into, into businesses and I see multiple tiny segments or even quite large segments done, but lots of these email campaigns or specific campaigns for specific personas going on all the time, a little bit of me thinks you're kind of over-regging the pudding here. And really, you... The, the diff, what is the actual difference between this segment and this segment? Are they actually basically the same? And you might have more weight in saying, rather than saying, oh, you're one of four that, go, that want to buy this, don't you feel special? It might be better to say to people, you're one of 50,000 that want to buy this. You know, safety in crowds. So you've got to make sure that, yes, you want people to feel unique and they've got, you've got, you've got a personal relationship with your product, but maybe it might be good to say to them, look, loads of people are doing what you do. Isn't that terrific? You've all chosen the right direction. So it's really difficult. You don't just segment because you can. Mm, well, that, that, and that's the thing. I think this, this is a really interesting example of how you, the interface between technology and sort of the human planning mind, the manager's mind between, yeah. well, we can do this. So perhaps you do have a fantastic um piece of software that's a great crm that's integrated with all your marketing and it's like yeah look at all this amazing stuff we can do do you have the time to do that is there a need as you say to do that at all and then it's also i suppose looking at well i guess it's really just understanding those customer journeys again isn't it saying well what's the outcomes what are the what's the important brand values that this this segment identify with and how do we need to differentiate how we get the put it across? In simplistic ways, I suppose, you could say, well, even on a personal basis, it's like, well, your personal brand, how you clearly behave a bit differently. If you go out for lunch with your grandmother, um, then you're going to behave differently yeah. to if you go down the pub with your mates, for example, yeah. aren't you? Because you have two different audiences. They're with different yep. needs. They 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 want to interact with you on a different level. You're the same yeah. person, yep. but you do have that difference. And then it's sort of like, well, but do I need to behave radically differently from you know one one mate down the pub as opposed to another? Probably based more yeah. on my relationship with them, of course. If you talk about yeah. it that way, obviously, if one of them's like I don't know, just got a new job and is top of the world, very happy, I'm going to speak differently to the, the guy who's just lost his job and broken up with his girlfriend or something. And you know, so there's, there's those, or perhaps not the best example in the world, but but it is that sort of i suppose looking at the outcomes like, yeah the outcome that's exactly right i mean i mean segmenting also ought to talk if you're desperately trying to find a new segment to cram your brand into it might be that your brand isn't fitting with that bit of your audience it just might be that your business is it might be a time to step back and go Perhaps we need to look at this more carefully because actually maybe that we need more than one brand here so that Coca-Cola once just did Coca-Cola and everyone drank Coca-Cola. And then they probably did a bit of segmenting and found that people were worried about diet or worried about their health or whatever they were. And they probably segmented them a bit. And that, then they thought, mm, let's make diet Coke. So they just did a bit of a wee brand. And that was probably because they thought they'd started segmenting their audience base. 
And it might be that you need to do bigger things. It's not just about shoving the same product into a smaller space. It's about changing the product content or product concept for that segment. So you might want to have to rechange the product for the segment rather than make the segment understand the product. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just mentioned Coca-Cola because it just reminded me of something I saw the other day, which I hadn't actually saw seen before. Oh. Some green Coca-Cola. Really? Um, it sounds revolting. Yeah, yeah. It's a little green cola. To, oh, they're going to have to do some big upselling on that. Oh, what are they called? Actually, sorry, it's I've 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 given them the wrong thing. So Coca-Cola Life. Sorry, it's called Coca-Cola Life. Are they trying to make it, it ecological? It's completely well, sustainable, only made with sound things. Is that where they're going with that? Yes, it's made with certain sweetness and uh so reduced calorie, but it's also made, yeah, with with particular sweeteners. Um and it was actually funny enough. So this is interesting. So we were going to move on to internationalized segmentation right. of marketing. Yeah, yeah. This was first released in Argentina and Chile after five years of research together with other countries, and the formulation varied by market location. And in some areas, the original formulation had been phased out in favour of uh, zero-calorie version, I think Coke Coke Zero. Coke Zero, And the drink, um, it was discontinued in 2020 as part of Coca-Cola's company, discontinuing underperforming brands. Uh Okay, that's interesting that seems to have been discontinued because I saw some the other day. So. Whether they've relaunched, perhaps, but mm. interesting. So, for a particular re- country and regions of a country, uh, yeah. or a co- couple of countries, that's um, really interesting. They produce that. That is interesting because geographic segmentation is probably one of the most important things you need to do. When I was um, marketing director of an international company, that was selling educational books to all over the world, and at one point we just sold the same concept to everybody. Everybody got this reading scheme. That's everyone does it like this. Off you go, bye. And then we actually redid the whole website and we had a completely different web front for our readers in South America, in the South Americas or in the Caribbean or in Southeast Asia. They all had a different, their persona wasn't just that they were reading these type of books or doing this with our product. It was, they are completely different people. You know, they, they worship on a Friday, not a Sunday. They, their, their expectations, they you can't put pigs into any of these particular books. There were really fundamental differences. And it could be that, I think you said earlier, that you have to, that may be one of your first segmentation activities, actually. If you're doing lots of campaigns which are, you know, full of Percy Pig or, you know, whatever it is, maybe that's not going to go down so terribly well in the Middle East. Mm. And you might need to think about that. Yes, exactly. Well, that that's it, isn't it? I mean, and it comes down again, doesn't it? It's the whole thing of, um, you know the product you're putting forward, and then, and as I say, what I say, the sensibilities of of the audience that you're talking to, completely, and what they need, what they want. I mean, it's interesting. I just I was reminded suddenly of um, when I, I used to be at the um, university in, in in Oxford. We're doing marketing there, and there was um, people who did uh, so re- more public affairs and uh, reputational management, crisis okay. reputation management, things like this. It's a whole study area of the business school and they it was really interesting i remember hearing a talk once talking about what are the reputations that matter so yes you have a reputation um so really interesting you can translate it to you have a brand to yeah. you know but what which are the things that matter they were using that in more of the context of well if your company was to do something wrong or make a mistake would that matter as much as if it made a mistake over here which one thing could cost billions of pounds and one thing could cost a couple of hundred thousand 
But in terms of the reputational damage, which only costs hundred a few hundred thousand today, yep. is going to cost you billions of pounds in the future. You know, so that sort of I only sort of thought of that because you were saying about making errors of you know trying to push the wrong thing in the wrong market oh, yes. for various cultural etc yeah. reasons things like that. Thanks for listening to part one of uh, this episode, looking at granular segmentation. We hope you've enjoyed it, and uh, well, we'll mention this at the end of part two, but if you do have any thoughts on this, we'd love to hear from you about examples of segmentation where it's worked well and data insights that you've gained, perhaps, or examples you've seen out there in the world of segmentation. So please don't feel afraid to come forward and contact us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or even us at meanderspod at gmail.com. Bye for now.